Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Euh, dites donc, Nadège, euh, comment aviez-vous recruté le nouveau si rapidement la dernière fois Bah, LinkedIn. Ah bon, parce que là, j'ai besoin de toute urgence d'un ingénieur en IA. Alors, où est-ce qu'on peut le trouver Bah, LinkedIn. Mais j'ai pas le temps de voir mille candidats, moi. Comment on va faire Bah, LinkedIn. Bah, 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 bah. Vu l'urgence, vous êtes vraiment confiante, Nadège Bah, oui. Avec 8 personnes recrutées par minute sur LinkedIn pour tous vos recrutements, il y a, bah, LinkedIn. Pour en savoir plus, rendez-vous sur linkedin.com slash je recrute. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Long story short, she said she received a text from a guy that he and I were having an affair. She she accused you of having a same-sex affair. I didn't think you were gay. Christina, are you seriously saying this right now? You were so adamant that it was true. Because I didn't think you were gay. And if you are, that's that's you. I'm not. But I'm not. I don't think you that can't you say I don't think you are. Then I'm if, just if saying if he it, like I Christina, don't. Christina, the way that text should have been handled if you received the text, by the way, was hey Henry, I got this text. Like, what is this all about? Is there any you know like like what is right. this all about? Like whatever. I mean, there's just too many things I I can't look past. Um, and my decision is. Um, My decision is to um, to get a divorce. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. Married at First Sight Mega Episode Edition. Now, at the time that I'm recording this, they have not had the reunion episode. So, yeah. Everything that I'm talking about as of now is just going to be my thoughts about the Decision Day episode. You guys, I have to apologize because I had my sister in line to be talking about the reunion episode because I thought that it was going to be recording that they were going to air it next week, but we're just doing back-to-back days, apparently. So, your girl, Kelly, is busy. She can't do it. My apologies. I'm so very sorry. (laughs) Um, But let's talk about Decision Day. Uh, I 
I have to say right off the bat, I thought that there was so much filler that I did not think that we had to be subjected to. I don't feel like shows need to uh, adhere to this two-hour episode uh, formula. We didn't need all of that filler. Like, we've been watching two-hour episodes leading up this whole season. Do we really need, like, a five-minute retrospective of every couple um, overlaid with these clearly poorly read <laughs> um, voiceovers of the cast members talking about how they feel about the person that they were matched up with and their good qualities and the things that they went through and blah, blah, blah. Ugh. Like, it literally was probably a good half hour of just filler content that we didn't need. And to be honest with you, I would have much rather had a whole other episode of Corona COVID quarantine content than having to watch this like filler shit. It was just so unnecessary. I hope we never have to be subjected to this again in Married at First Sight history. That was a no for me, dog. And I'm positive that you guys all agree. So let's talk about the couples. We'll start off with Bennett and Amelia. You guys know that I like to go from least exciting to most exciting. Bennett and Amelia are the perfect ones to begin with. So, obviously we need to do an outfit check for Bennett. And probably a wellness check <laughs> at that. Uh, Wow, y'all. So, it took all season, but he finally got that elephant hat um, on screen. And, you know, okay. Uh, he paired that with what I thought, like, at some point when the light was hitting, it was, like, a dark green. Some points it was, like, a grayish-blackish situation. Corduroy, button-down, tucked into a very whimsical pair of, um, yellow, bright yellow culottes with a uh, little ruffle at the bottom for the ladies and some little flowers sewn in. Wow, it was a lot of luck. A lot of luck. It was, if you looked at it from a distance and you couldn't see the flowers and you couldn't see the little ruffle at the bottom, (laughs) he almost was giving, like, white hotep like white guy goes to the hbcu and ends up you know um getting really into like incense and you know like the power of black women and how you know like he like he looks like he would have like call his girlfriend his black queen with no hesitation like it would roll right off the tongue I don't know how I feel about that, but at some points he looked cute to me, which I know is something that I need to work on. Like, that's not a look that I should be attracted to. (laughs) And so I will be seeking help at the end of this recording, so don't worry about me. Anyway, um, 
Amelia, they're, you know, asking these questions. Really didn't have to, like, super go into them. Amelia was saying that the extra time that they had because of production shutting down was, like, a real help for them. And how Bennett was an asset to her because he provided a different perspective and a different way of seeing things during all of this and how appreciative she was of that. Um, that's basically it. I mean, Bennett was like, oh, you know, you've been such a source of joy in my life and I have a surprise from you. So then we had to watch what felt like several minutes of like him trying to, you know, women's pants, you know, we have those difficult types of pants. I don't know what the cut of this pant would be, but you know, it's like when the button's not in the middle of the pant, it's on the side. And then there's that flap of like this little flap of fabric that goes over to like hide where the button is. So it's that tiny little button and you have to unbutton that. And it's just like a whole thing. It took a long time and he finally revealed that he had a tattoo of Amelia's initials on his like hip flank area um was the rash already there or was it because of the tattoo I thought it was a very strange tattoo it was like a typical script tattoo script but also it had like a diamond above it that had you know, like, uh, what do you call it? Like flares coming off of it to, so you could see that it was shining. It was just a lot of, you know, okay, sure. Sure. Everybody shocked. Amelia, no less than anybody else. Um, you know, you could tell that she is like genuinely shocked and also like, I kind of am not sure how to process this, but you know, Amelia's all puppies and rainbows. She's like, this is very absurd, but it's really, really cool. And it probably means we're going to be married forever to which everybody I'm sure was like, yes, because when you get a tattoo of somebody on your body, that's always a good sign and not a bad omen of an event, inevitable breakup. Let's go on to Miles and Karen. So Miles talking some big game, I think. I think this is the masculine, I'm going to tell you how I feel. This is the direction that I feel we're going in. This is me, um, you know, calling you out on your shit that Karen has been asking for, but looks like Karen didn't like it so much, did she? Did she? (laughs) So he's talking about like, he's really questioning if it's worth it to continue in this relationship because his physical and emotional needs haven't been met by Karen. And, you know, even though they've had a good couple of weeks, the last couple of weeks leading up to decision day, he doesn't know if that's enough. He really doesn't know if that's enough. And like I said, she's clearly feeling some type of way. You can tell that she's mad that he's saying this. And I really wish she had expressed what it is exactly. But she got real, like, kind of defensive, like, well, I'm not happy either. And, like, is this where I would want to be in my relationship at this point? No, it's not. But, you know, I can't be 
physical with you because you're not meeting my emotional needs. And I just like, at this point, it just feels like, well, not even at this point, for a long time, it just feels like she's just not that into him. And that's okay, Karen. Like, there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. Certainly not anything wrong with Miles because he, if they had decided to end this, he would have fallen into just a wave of vagina from every woman in this world who has been watching the show and saying, you know, Miles, I welcome you. I'm going to quote the incredible Tiffany New York Pollard, you know, with open arms and open legs and an open mouth. And they would have been here for that, but she is talking, I just don't understand, like, how he was not, well, I do understand how he wasn't meeting her emotional needs because she keeps saying that she wants a masculine man. But is that an emotional need? I'm not sure. Because in my mind, somebody meeting my emotional needs would be somebody who is communicative, somebody who expresses how they feel and where they're at, somebody who expresses that they want to be in a relationship with me and that they're excited to be in a relationship with me. And from everything that I've seen, Miles has hit all of those markers. So if her emotional need is to have like a leader in the home and a masculine, more masculine energy than what he's giving, and you're not he's not fulfilling that to the point where you don't feel safe to be physical and basically you're saying you're not attracted to him, then like, what is keeping you there? You know, (laughs) what is really tying you there? I don't, it doesn't really make sense to me and I wish that she was more (sighs) understanding of like what it is that she needs. In a way that would motivate her to end this relationship because it really just seems like she doesn't, she's not into him at all. It, I got nothing. I really got nothing. So then Miles goes on to say that like, you know, I have a legitimate reason to say no. I do want a divorce, but I want to say yes based on the fact that I have seen improvement in the last couple of weeks. And... She says that she also wants to stay married because he has allowed her to feel more comfortable and she just feels like their marriage just started a few weeks ago and she wants to see where that can go. Okay. Fair. But did anybody, I made, I made a point to pay close attention to both of their you know, um, emotional, you know, their physical, um, what am I saying here? (laughs) Their body language, their body language, what their faces they were making. If I could detect anything that was happening facially with them. And I, to me, my immediate reaction was Karen doesn't want to stay in this relationship, but what Karen does have ingrained in her is this desire to try and make 
a marriage work simply because she is married to this person. And I just wonder, I always wonder when these things happen, when I'm unsure about where a couple's going to go, how, what the answer would have been had they had switched which order the person was going to answer. Because I almost feel like if Karen had gone first, I don't know. I really don't know if she, I kind of feel like in both instances, like if she had said yes first, Miles would have been more motivated to stay. And because Miles said yes first, that Karen was more motivated to stay. And that's not fair. It just really felt like her face looked like she felt trapped. She didn't look happy. They didn't kiss when they decided to say yes with, to each other. They hugged for quite a long time, but there was no kiss. There was really not a lot of eye contact that they made with each other. And neither of them smiled basically until the end of the toast. And that was really more of like a polite smile at Pastor Cal because he's the one who did the toast. Neither of them looked super happy. And that makes me feel bad for both of them. And it makes me feel even probably more bad for Karen because I honestly don't think any part of her wants to stay in this relationship outside of she feels like she has to. And that's really no way to live. You know, I give Karen a a lot. I've been very tough on her. But I do recognize that I think she has a lot of things that she needs to unpack And once she's able to unpack those things, I think we would see a very different person, a lot, a much more honest person. And not to say that she's a liar. I'm just saying like she would, I don't think she's really being honest with herself. And that sucks. That really sucks. Now, Henry and Christina were definitely one of the couples that I was looking forward to more than the other ones just because I knew that Henry was over it and he was gonna say some things and I was really really excited to see we have seen such a a character arc with Henry from the guy who like really didn't say much of anything he was terrified throughout the whole honeymoon (laughs) uh he didn't He was, you know, talking about how his calves were going to hurt when he was jumping on a in-ground trampoline to the guy who was just, like, fucking sick of Christina's lying ass. (laughs) And he was going to let the whole world know. And I was here for it. He was like, it's go time. I already know what my answer is. I'm a little bit nervous about how this is going to go down because I know that I'm about to blow this ass up. But other than that, I'm out. So <laughs> I loved it. Christina says, you know, I wish that we could have clicked better romantically. And I just never felt wanted by Henry. And Henry's like, well, yeah, I mean, the reason for that is basically that we're kind of like two steps forward, two steps back. And there were a lot of excuses. And he tells the the pastors, or not the pastors, the experts, Listen, the day after we had our check-in with you guys, I 
get this um sorry i christina hits me up and she's clearly still very upset that i called her dishonest the day before and she tells me that she received a text from a guy telling her that me meaning henry had had an affair with this guy and they're like she accused you of having a same-sex affair and he's like yeah and then he's like christina starts stammering much like i am right now (laughs) and he's like well i don't think you're gay but like i questioned it but i don't think you're gay that brow gets deferring with every like henry is keeps going and going and he's like you know what she threatened to hold it over my head and when she tries to challenge him on that and like deny it, he's like christina christina like i'm not gonna let you walk over me <laughs> like we're not doing it so he's like listen i won't be dramatic and say that she blackmailed me but she did threaten to basically tell everybody that i was gay and they're like, did you get any confirmation? Did you see the text? And he's like, well, I asked her to see the text. And she told me that her text messages delete after 30 days, which may or may not be true. That's what she said. Now, I was, again, trying to play, pay close attention to, like, what it is that Christina was saying. Because she keeps saying as Henry's telling the story like I don't think he's gay I don't think he's gay he told me when we first met that he a lot of people think he's gay and he's not and from what I can tell he's only dated women so like I just figured he wasn't the problem is not so much whether or not she thinks he's gay it's that she weaponized this thing against him and then threatened to tell other people that he was gay which is like it it's one bad thing to out somebody it's a horrific thing to do it's the worst thing to like threaten somebody with outing somebody when you're claiming that you don't even think that they're gay in the first place that's like so fucked up on on it's like a layered level of fucked up behavior planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know... 
When it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. So here's the thing about the text. Like, okay, if she's claiming my text messages delete after 30 days and he asked her to see the text, that either mean that must mean that she must have gotten this text over a month ago, didn't say anything to him about it, and then once she felt like he didn't appreciate her, he didn't want her, whatever... Then she's like, oh, well, I got this text that just conveniently deleted, right? And then Henry says, you know, you were really adamant about this being true. And Christina says, when I got the text, I tried to call the number back and it was from like some kind of random anonymous text service. And I thought like maybe it was either my friend or his friends that were trying to prank me because... I didn't think he was gay, but, like, again, if she told him that the text came from a friend of hers, and then you call the number, (laughs) and you find out that that number doesn't work because it's, like, a random text generator or whatever, anonymous text service, wouldn't you then try to hit up this alleged friend? Like, if you knew that this person was your friend, why don't you then go the extra step to call that person on the number that you do have for them? Or was it just like a random person in the sky who happened to have your number, who happened to know that you had married this guy, who for some reason wanted to blow your whole shit up and had some sort of vendetta against you to tell you just for no reason and for no something that would not benefit them at all (laughs) to tell you that the guy that you married was gay and that you were having a relationship with them. If I got a text, if I was married and I got a text from a random person from a random number who was saying that the dude that I married is gay and that you guys were having a relationship, my first question would be, who is this? (laughs) I would be asking the person who texted me and I would be asking the person that I was married to. I would inform the person that I was, the guy that I was married to immediately of like, I just got this text. What? Whether I thought this person was gay or not, I wouldn't just be like, oh, I'm just going to go on about my day. Like, none of the shit that she was saying made any sense. Henry's like, 
I would have felt a lot better about it if she had just handled it in a way that had just been like, tell me immediately when you got it. Like I just said I would have done. And I would have felt very differently about it. And Dr. Pepper says, well, okay. She's trying to play devil's advocate. And she's like, okay, well, I can understand if she didn't feel wanted. And then I, you know, I can kind of see if how it got to this place. And she felt like maybe this gay rumor explained why he wasn't, Henry wasn't being like physically intimate toward her. Okay, sure. But then it doesn't make sense that you would not say anything or not figure out who this, you got it from a friend, but then the friend is like an anonymous number and you're not trying to check in with this alleged friend to see what the hell is going on. You know, (laughs) it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any, any sense. And she was throwing, Christina was throwing everything at the wall to try and get herself out of this situation. I'm not even sure if she, like, fully tried to deny that, like, she was going to hold this over his head, like he was claiming. There was no, like, full denial of that. <laughs> um, so then Dr. Viviana asked, like, have either of you guys apologized for your role in the relationship? And I just, like, I need to know what it is that Henry needs to apologize for. For not being physically intimate with her? Uh, Somebody who continuously lies to him about stuff? Like, why would he? He didn't feel safe. Why would he give his body to her? Why would you have sex with somebody who you didn't trust? Like, in any capacity? (laughs) Why would Henry, I love Taylor Swift, do that? This is why y'all aren't experts. You think a man who's a Taylor Swift fan is just going to be having sex with whoever that he doesn't trust? Get out of here. Get out of here. So, Christina then, they both say, like, no, we we haven't apologized. Christina starts off the apology and says, like, you know, I can understand why you would feel pissed off. And now that Dr. Pepper has explained why I may have done that, slash why I did do that, that sounds really messed up and I apologize for that okay great great Henry apologizes for making Christina feel unwanted because that's not he's like this is not how I wanted our relationship to go this is not how I was seeing the process going and you know I'm not a great communicator blah 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 so, obviously, Henry's like, I want to get a divorce. <laughs> and Christina's like, yeah, I just feel like it would be a disservice for the both of us if we tried to continue with this relationship. And it's like, I don't know what that means, but yeah, I mean, it would be a disservice, I guess. Um, not the word I would use, but <laughs> she says she wants to be continue being friends with Henry but then they do these, like, after-the-fact interviews, and she's clearly very annoyed about the situation. She's like, I just don't understand. He never communicated this with me, how he felt about those texts. And it's like, did he need to? Do you think that he was just going about his day being like, oh, you just accused me of being gay and having an affair with one of your alleged friends and also that you threatened me? Like, did you think that he was going to be okay with that? Or did you think maybe he didn't want to say anything to you 
even if he's a bad communicator, I think at some point somebody's going to shut down completely <laughs> and be like, I don't even, I'm not even going to entertain any of this because it's such bullshit. I, I don't even want to get into it because that's where I would be. And then she says, oh, what does she say? That she's like, you know, he just wants to like, I just can't believe that he would bring all this stuff up at the, on decision day and like, wait to drop this bomb on me. And like, you know, why would I say, have this conversation? Why would I go back and forth with somebody I'm divorcing? Like, it's pointless. Like, let's just drop it. Christina. I hope she takes all of her deep V-neck tops and dresses and just kicks rocks. Like, no accountability has been happening at all. Yes, she technically apologized. But it's like, it's way too little too late for Henry. And for me. And then Henry says, (laughs) Henry cracked me up. She's like, you know, if she had just addressed the situation... At the time, the way she did today, I honestly wouldn't have been mad about it. But for her to sit there and say that she didn't think that I was gay is a lie. Because she did think that. And it's laughable. And I just hope that I can move on and have a better relationship in the future. And it's like, God bless you, Henry. Like, you can hit me up anytime. Okay? This is my call to arms. Hi, Henry. You can DM me at everyone's business but mine on Instagram, okay? All right, let's move on. Okay, let's talk about Woody and Imani. I have to say they both look really great. Imani's like in a half blazer, half off the shoulder, like strapless situation. Look really cute. Woody's in a suit and like a Katy Perry collection, silver platform sneaker, I loved it. They're so, their segment was so like emotional and heartwarming. Amani says she didn't understand that she could have unconditional love. Like, of course, she has it with her family, but she just didn't think that it would happen with a spouse this quickly. And Dr. Viviana starts crying. Woody starts saying about how he wanted to always be married and have that happiness and he got everything that he, but like he didn't expect it. And he got everything that he did not expect out of Amani and from Amani. And then he starts choking up. Everybody starts choking up. I start choking up. I'm kind of trying to stop myself from choking up right now. So let's move on. Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper, like... This is what we hope for, that people will get it. And it's so great to also have you guys as an example of, like, the love. You know, we want people to see that there's love out in the world. And it's like, well, you also want ratings because what is a show if everybody's a flop? Like, you have to have a winning couple. But, you know, sure. If you want to make this about the world needing love, you know, fine. Fine. That's fine. Um... Yeah, Woody says, of course, I want to stay married to you. I would be heartbroken if you weren't in my life anymore. And Moni's like, yeah, well, I want a divorce. Obviously, she was joking. Ha ha ha. Jokes, jokes, jokes. 
he didn't really seem to think it was that funny, but he didn't flip the couch like he promised he would before decision day. The, you know, happy, happy days for Woody and Imani. And I just love them. I mean, I've said it before. I'll say it, say it again. If anybody could tell me what Imani's Instagram username is, her social media, I want to talk to her. I want her on the show. I'm campaigning for it right now. If you guys find her, hit her up in the DMs. Say, you got to be on everyone's business but mine. I've never campaigned for something like this in my life, but I need her on the show. And I'm putting out a public call to arms to make that happen. Let's end with Henry and Christina. No, sorry. I already did Henry and Christina. I'm tripping. Brett and Olivia, a couple that I did not think would give me any sort of content this episode. And yet they did. And I don't want to thank Brett for that. But he brought it and he's truly the worst human being um, ever on... No. I wouldn't say he's the worst human being on Married at First Sight, but he's definitely the worst one this season. I'll put it that way. Olivia looks great. She looks better than ever before. She looks like a woman who has just dropped 165 pounds of fuckboy. And I love it. Her hair's longer. She had a cute outfit on. Brett walks in and, you know, says they've decided to break up, obviously. And he believes that Olivia just has a narrative that he has constructed and there's nothing that he can say or do to change that. Now, what I think is happening because of the quarantine, I think that they were able to see what people's reactions were prior to them, prior to the show's end. Um... And I think this is really, like, Brett's a dick. I've been said Brett is a dick. But I also think that a lot of what is coloring him is that, from what I've seen on Twitter, a lot of people don't really like Olivia. And they give Brett a lot of, um, what's the word? They they give him a lot more credit than he deserves. We'll put it that way. I, and I think that that's what's happening here. So... He then says, like, he felt like a placeholder and that Olivia was more committed to having any husband than having, like, Brett specifically as a husband, which sounds like definitely something that he pulled from, like, a Reddit post that somebody said about him. So they sit down and Dr. Viviana's like, oh, okay, have you guys communicated since you guys have broken up? They say yes. Okay, who initiated this communication and what was it like? So Brett raises his hand that he was the one who has been texting her and trying to keep up communication. And Viviana asks Olivia, like, well, how did you feel about getting these texts? And she's like, honestly, like, they didn't make me feel special. And I feel indifferent about the whole situation. But Pastor Cal's like, you know, I noticed that you um, were pretty shut down when you walked in and that Brett seemed a lot more happy to see you than you did him. And Olivia's like... Honestly, like, I don't feel much of anything towards him. And him texting me saying, like, hey, hun. And when I got in here, he said, hey, hun. Like, it just feels fake to me. And I, I think he's acting like he's happy to see me. And 
I just think that Brett has always, to me, seemed like a different person on camera than he is off camera. And it's been a real struggle to figure out who he is and what he wants. So Brett, the same Brett who moved out of the apartment and had seven different half reasons as to why he moved out. The same Brett who, when they sat down after their check-in and Olivia asked, is there any part of you that wants to continue and try and make this work? And he was like, no, I'm good. See ya. This same Brett is the one who goes on to say like, well, don't you think that you, that it would have been a lot easier to get to know me if you did want to hang out with me? And he's genuinely referring to like, if, like after he said no to her. He's asking her, why didn't you, like, make more effort to get to know me and initiate conversation and communications with each other? Like, are you mad, love? What's happening here? I thought that was so infuriating. And honestly, like, I don't think Olivia came into the situation, into Decision Day, like, being off-putting. I think she was just like... I just want to finish this recording and wrap. I don't really want to talk about this. Like, I'm over him. I genuinely think, thought that, like, she was just over him. And then they were trying to create this narrative of, like, Olivia's ice queen who rejected him and who wasn't trying. And I don't, she, I mean, we saw him. I distinctly remember saying, in the beginning, she seems way more interested in him than he does to her. I still can't make really heads or, ta- heads or tails of why he decided to be on this show. I don't think anybody feels that way except for, like, my sister. <laughs> who seems to think that Brett still really wanted to get married and have a wife. I don't think he was at all equipped to do so. And I also think he wasn't interested. I really don't know what his end game was for being on the show, but I don't think like being in a happy marriage was one of them. I really, really don't. So then Dr. Pepper asked like, Olivia, are you hurt because this wasn't what you came for? And Olivia's like, basically like, I didn't feel like he wanted to be married, which Brett disagrees with. So Viviana asked like, okay, Brett, what actions did you show to her? to give her the impression that you wanted to be married what were you what effort were you putting in this relationship and he was like well you know things like I would go to the store and I would buy food and that's it (laughs) and Olivia's like I could go to the store and buy my own food Dr. Pepper could buy food that's not what a relationship makes that you went down to Trader Joe's and bought me a fucking lamb vindaloo frozen dinner and I'm supposed to stay in this marriage are are you like what the fact that he thinks like yes okay acts of service is a love language but is that going to make your entire relationship no stupid (sighs) I'm annoyed (laughs) so um Then Brett says, you know, there wasn't a lot I could do under the circumstances, meaning like we were under quarantine. 
So I really couldn't do much other than that. But like I did try and Pastor Cal's like, you know, Olivia, I noticed that you have a big wall up and I just don't think that Brett can say anything that you'll be happy with. And she's like, no, probably not. He's like, but do you hear what I'm saying? Like at this point, he can't say anything that you would be happy with. But if that's his truth. And that's what he thought he was doing. Then like you need to accept it. No the fuck she doesn't. Like what? You don't have to. I don't even think that was his truth. I think that he came in here like. He was doing puppy dog eyes the whole time. And acting like. Oh I really wanted to be invested in this relationship. But like every time she tried to have a conversation with you. You would emotionally shut down. You would have the wall up. And now you want to act like because you basically were like trying to holler at her like probably every girl that you holler at after you have one or two dates with them and you want to get laid. Like this was like a hotline bling situation. Like it can only mean one thing and Olivia knew that and I knew that and the world knew that and I felt like I was taking crazy pills watching Viviana and Pastor Cal go back and forth and say like oh you're not accepting of what little crumbs that he's given you and that's his truth and you need to accept that that's his truth like if we're supposed to just be accepting the bare minimum because that's somebody's truth that's fucking bullshit (laughs) like what do you mean I, like, I was, I was, like, yelling at the TV, like, what am I watching? How are these people experts in their field? Why are you guys, like, you guys, they have seen the footage. They have seen, Pastor Cal, you were there when Olivia requested, especially requested you have an emergency conversation with you. About how to effectively communicate with with Brett. And now you want to say that she just needs to accept <laughs> what he gave her? She needs to accept, like, a couple texts here and there after he moved his whole shit out? Took the salt? Left a trash can? And we're supposed to be accepting of Brett's truth? I don't think Brett has truth. I don't think there's any truth to be had in Brett. (sighs) Stupid. All the truth fell out of his nostrils. And it's been long gone. So Viviana says, you know, the efforts that he was giving didn't work for Olivia. And my concern is that Olivia needed something very specific. And she didn't see that. And neither of them expressed that. And I'm like, what? Doesn't everybody need something specific? And to say that she didn't express that when eight episodes we had to suffer through of her constantly saying, like, I feel like you act very sarcastic and your responses are very not serious and it makes me feel insecure and unsafe in this relationship. Like, all of us who watch a show can sit here and say that. She has been saying this whole time that she does not like the way he communicates with her. 
She does not like the way he expresses his emotion. And to act like she has not said this when they've had so many conversations about the same shit to the point where it was getting to the point where I didn't even want to watch their scenes because I knew what it was going to be about. And I was right every time. So what... <laughs> Y'all see how annoyed I am? I could not believe that like they were sitting and say saying that Olivia did not do enough to communicate. Bullshit. Bullshit. So Pastor Cal basically says, you know, I feel like Brett was damned if he did and damned if he didn't. And Brett was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I totally agree with that. And Brett says, you know, he wasn't ever being insincere with her. And if, you know, he never felt, he never felt safe at any point enough to trust her. I'm going no I'm not <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not giving him anything because Olivia says you know I never got the vibe that he was interested in me as a person and it made me want to shut down and then Olivia starts talking about how like maybe I could have been more physical with him when I was attracted to him but then he would do something that would turn me off, like constantly staring in the mirror, being sarcastic. And Viviana asked Brett, like, did you know that those things were turnoffs? And he says, no. Granted, this is the first time I've heard about the mirror thing. But to act like he had no idea that she didn't like that she was being, that he was being sarcastic. Come the fuck on, dude. That is a bold face lie. And if you can genuinely sit there and say that you didn't know, then that means you have not been listening to what she's been saying at all at any point of your relationship. And whose fault is that, Brett? Because it's not Olivia's. That poor girl's been getting hives onto her neck, trying to get through to you. And you want to fuck around and say that you had no idea that your sarcastic nature was something that was a turnoff to her. <sighs> so then he starts bullshitting more and about how he wants to be her friend. And, you know, I think you're going to be a great wife someday. Like, I think you're going to be so good. And it's, I'm, I'm doing the jerking off motion right now. Just like, <sighs> get off my screen. <laughs> get off my screen. And then Olivia says, you know, he, you had four months to try and be my friend. And not at any point did you do that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The easiest thing that you can do in an experiment like this is at least try to be friends with each other and get to know each other on that point. I don't recall any point where he, we saw him trying to get to know her at the wedding when they're having their champagne. She's asking all the questions. He barely made eye contact with her. He's sick, dude. He's sick. So then Brett ends it by saying, you know, he's walking off and doing like his after 
decision day conversations like well clearly uh she's got some hang-ups and maybe when the dust settles we can be friends but I'm not gonna hang my hat on that because she's stubborn Olivia says I'm just fucking tired of talking about this he's kind of an ass and I don't she even like puts takes the pressure off of him and she's like, I don't fully blame him for the fact that we're getting, we're breaking up, that we broke up. There are things that I could have done. But there are also a lot of things that he did not do. And I think Olivia was being incredibly fair to the whole situation. And like, honestly, fuck y'all. <laughs> Who got on Twitter and said that she was like, a, a bad person at all because I thought in my opinion the bad things that we were seeing was somebody negatively reacting to what they were given which was nothing Brett gave us nothing <sighs> so anyway they end the episode all the couples go out for drinks the next day and I feel like last time it was just the couples that actually made it I could be wrong about that but, um, Woody and Imani, they are like, oh, obviously we said yes. What are your future plans, guys? Oh, you know, we got a couple years that we'll probably stay here. So we're going to look for a place to live. And, you know, they're like, what about having kids? What about having a dog? And Woody's still on this, like, we're not having a dog until we have kids. Not getting a puppy until then. And Miles is like, okay, so what do you guys plan on having puppies? And so they're like, oh, you know, a couple more years. Miles says that the pressure's really been taken off of his relationship with Karen for the first time that they're actually choosing to be together. And he's like, oh, like, I can't believe, like, I keep looking at her and being like, oh my gosh, like, you chose to be with me? Like, this is awesome. Um, Amelia tells everyone about Bennett's tattoo and she then goes into this thing about like, you know, I heard somebody told me once that the closer a tattoo is to your body holes, the crazier a person is. And so Bennett was like, well, just to be clear, like, it's really not that close to any of my holes. And Amelia's like, you know, it's actually closer to his hip. It's not really on his butt. It's not that close to, you know, the apex. <laughs> Woody and, and Miles fucking lose it. The fact that she said apex to talk about this man's anus. <laughs> um, Olivia says, you know, obviously we're not together. You guys knew that. Was the, uh, the outcome what I expected? No. But I wouldn't change it. And honestly... I have made friends with you guys and that was worth it. And I really love you guys and the friendship that we've all made. So then Amelia asked Brett what he got out of the situation. And he was like, oh, you know, like I really like broke out of my comfort zone. And, you know, I feel like good knowing that I just did this and, you know, everything's fine. Like I came out of this and everything's just great. Like he's clearly reacting to what she said, but like, it's very obvious that Olivia has a relationship with at least a few of the people on the cast, whereas he is fucking flailing and trying to mask the fact that, like, he failed at something. 
but like it's okay like I'm cool and like you know I just did like he went on Survivor like I tried something that was different and I came out of it like this perfect angel so then Olivia says that's honestly the most I've ever heard him express himself and she like laughs she's clearly being petty and he was like well that's because you never asked any questions and Imani's like because you can tell Olivia and Imani are like friends friends so she kind of sticks up for Olivia and is like well what kind of questions did Olivia need to be asking you and he goes good ones and you can tell everybody's reaction was like ugh and Olivia's like, and that's why we're not married anymore. <laughs> so Amani then says, you know, I think Brett is the type of guy who can't take responsibility for his actions. And I hope that he takes a deep look into himself and realizes the energy he puts out and figure out that it might factor in to how people respond to him. Brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Thank you for saying that. We He does not take any responsibility for himself. He thinks he can just say whatever the fuck and that people are supposed to, you know, lay out fucking roses for him and act like he's King Dick and he's King Dickhead. Henry says, you know, they broke up and he says what Christina said, like, oh, you know, we decided we would be doing a disservice to each other by staying together and Woody <laughs> in the background is like, pumping his fist like thank god thank god um so then the season ends with the couples uh decorating a car for bennett and amelia because they're going to virginia that day so they ride over and they put cans at the at the end which i'm sure was you know really fun to hear on a trip from louisiana to virginia i don't even know what that's legal um and yeah they see them off Okay, so let me just talk very quickly about the two-hour reunion that we had to um, suffer through. (laughs) I didn't write any notes. I just want to talk about my thoughts about it just off the dome. So if I miss something, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So Woody and Imani, perfect. They're the ones who go first. They, again, their outfit was really really good. Imani was wearing this like bronzy, goldy outfit. Um, you know, you could see her nipple rings. (laughs) That was cool. (laughs) Um, but she looked really pretty. Woody again had his Katy Perry collection platforms on. Um, they're very happy with each other. They've moved into a new place. Uh, Kevin, who I actually think out of all of the reality TV, and I don't watch every reality TV show that has a reunion, but out of the ones that I watch, Kevin gets into it. He asks the right questions. He, um, challenges the guests and the cast members. And he is just like, he will get messy and he will get shady. And you can tell that he actually watches the show and he's not just asking these questions because, production gave it to him <clears throat> Sean Holly he's actually invested in the show and like has questions as a viewer and a host so this was obviously very cheesy they kind of hyped the situation up of like Woody has a secret what could it possibly be what has he been hiding from Imani and of course like he gets down on one knee and gives her an engagement ring and says you know I wanted to give you something because you know the 
production tv paid for the wedding band but you know i just really want to make this like an official marriage i'm so dedicated to you love 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 you know heart eye emojis all over them they're doing great even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Um, we get Olivia and Brett. Brett is live via satellite from his house and he gives some kind of like fakey answer for why he couldn't be in the studio, but he's like, well, mostly it was due to COVID restrictions that I have with my job, but clearly like he just didn't want to be there with Olivia because Olivia is the only one who would have been filming because Kevin is also doing like a Zoom distance reunion like he's not even there it literally would have just been him and olivia sitting there so he basically you know it, it was really the same old shit from decision day like she doesn't want anything to do with him she's over it kevin asks if he brett has been dating and he was like oh you know here and there and Olivia got her licks in and I loved it. She's like, he's been dating this whole time. I get screenshots from my friends that he matched with on Tinder. Um, screenshots of the messages that he's saying and he's acting, he's sending messages to girls like, oh, can you um, tell me something that brightened your day because I feel so down. And, and he was saying like all the shit. She's like, you talk about how much you wanted to save money and how much finances were a factor but you're going on multiple dates all the time and that's probably more expensive <laughs> than you know all of that so that was basically it they did like an end of the episode all the cast got together to talk and uh he didn't want to record with the rest of them so more on that later um, we got to Amelia and Bennett. They're Skyping in from Virginia. They've obviously found their new house. Uh, Amelia's doing like, like 14 hour days or something. She's focusing on family medicine, working long hours. 
they don't really see each other much because Bennett has a job as a solar consultant and they're both really happy. Seems like they're very happy. Now, I heard a rumor that Amelia's pregnant, but when Kevin asked, they basically said, oh, well, you know, babies were, and the potential of having kids were a conversation that we had very early on, like on the third day of us knowing each other. So now we're just having like more normal conversations. Now she was wearing overalls. They they both were wearing overalls. Um, so I thought that this was going to be the big announcement. You know, the pixelation wasn't great. The quality, the screen quality wasn't great. So I thought, oh, maybe she is pregnant, but she didn't say it. So that's it. They announced that they have um, created a song for Kevin. And they were looking like, do you guys remember that SNL skit with Anna Gasteyer and Will Ferrell called The Culps? <laughs> it was like Marty and Bobby Culp or something where like one would be on the keyboard and they would just be singing and they would do like, I think they would go to like schools and perform <laughs> and they would perform like, like cabaret versions of, you know, whatever song was out during that day. Um, that's what they looked like. They did a song about like, give us a, a movie. What movie do you like? What movie do you want us to watch, Kevin? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, what else happened? That was really the end of them. Uh, Miles and Karen. Shocking. Now, I think everybody had their bets on the fact that Miles and Karen did not make it far past decision day. But they did. And I will have to say the body language that I saw from them on decision day from the body language that they had during the reunion was night and day. They both seem so much more comfortable and relaxed with each other. I think they did say that they have been had sex and been physical and that's all great. They seem very happy. Miles seems very happy. It was like the guy that we saw in the beginning of the season you could tell he seems a lot more confident. Karen was like, still, go girl, give us nothing. But she seemed at least a little bit more happy. I think I saw her smile maybe upwards of five to six times, which is probably more than we saw her <laughs> the entire season. So things must be going really well with them. Sorry, ladies. I know y'all have been in his DMs. Doesn't always work out. Hopefully they're happy. They seem to be. They've also moved in with each other. Henry and Christina. Very fun. Henry is O-V-E-R-I-T over that chick. And we find out that um, Christina is now basically living in Mexico (laughs) with her friends Um, just kind of seeing somebody and she kept like over explaining the situation with this dude. She's like, you know, like we're not like serious and I'm just having fun, but like, I'm really happy, but like, I'm not that happy. Like, you know, like we're cool, but like, you know, we're just hanging out and it's very casual, but I like see him a lot, but like, you know, you know, like it's not like, and it almost seemed like she was trying to make Henry feel okay with the situation as though she was the one who broke up with him and she didn't want to be awkward by talking about her new relationship. But I could tell Henry was like, great. (laughs) I don't care. And also good for you. 
Um, that was the end of them until we got all the couples together. Did I get through all the couples? Yeah, I think I did. Um, so all the couples join up together. Like I said, Brett has left the chat and Henry goes in on him. Christina says her piece, but Henry really is the one who goes in and it was like, they brought up the situation at the bachelor party about how he hit on Henry's friend, Kristen and how Olivia really had no idea. And I guess people had told her, but she's like, what I had heard had happened at the bachelor party was not as bad as how I saw it actually unfold. Just like, I wish that he would apologize to Kristen. It was disgusting. Like I just hated what he did and what he said to her and how uncomfortable he made her. And Christina, like Kevin asked, Christina how she felt because she's the one who said at the honeymoon that I don't like this guy and she kind of alludes to the fact that she had heard things about him and maybe Henry had told her what happened at the bachelor party and she's like I felt bad and I almost felt like I was overstepping my boundaries but I also felt like compelled to tell her this and Olivia says she was totally fine she's like it was a little bit off-putting a little bit shocking, but like, I'm glad that she did say something. Henry is like, yeah, homeboy's an asshole. <laughs> like, I don't fuck with him. I don't like him. I think that this is his character and he's just like a bad dude. Kevin asked everybody, do any of you guys keep in contact with Brett? And the only one who, uh, raised their hand was Woody and he was like well you know like I'll just check in on him and ask him if it's if he's alive like we're not friends but Bennett says that Woody actually makes a good effort of checking in with everybody in the cast and seems like they all really like each other and have friendships outside of that speaking of Kevin asks about you know obviously Woody and Miles were friends with each other prior to the show so are you guys all friends like what's the deal with that and what he speaks up and is like you know people talk about uh miles and bennett being friends with each other but you know what me and henry are like really good friends <laughs> and we hang out quite frequently and we're always texting each other and y'all have no idea what henry's like he's like i kind of had a feeling that like when you got him in the right space He's like, you guys have no idea that this guy does talk. And I know people think that he's awkward and mute and doesn't say anything. But Homeboy's like really funny and like we really like it and each other. And Miles is like, yeah, one time I hit up Henry or uh, Woody and he's like, oh, I'm out to drinks with Henry. And he's like, did I get like shut out of here? And Henry's like, yeah, give it a couple weeks and I'm going to be. Woody's new best friend, so you better watch out. Um, then what really happened? Oh, then we get into more of the situation between Henry and Christina. So now, during their individual conversation with Kevin, Henry had said that at the uh, reception, the wedding reception, he had heard from a couple people that Olivia had just gotten, including Olivia, that she had just gotten out of a five-year relationship. He's like, 
she was in the five-year relationship that she had just ended eight months prior to doing the show. And honestly, that colored a lot of my hesitance towards being physical with her and taking things further. Like, I just felt like that was not enough time for you to give yourself time to be alone, to figure out who you are and what you want outside of a relationship. And it's like, honestly, like, keep it a hundred. I like sex. I mean, he didn't say that. But he's like, I, I'm not like this robot who doesn't want to be physical, but I just felt like we weren't in this place. I really wasn't into her. So bringing a physical element into our relationship just didn't make sense. I just wasn't going to do that. It would just make things that much worse in the end, which is very good of him to say. So then when everybody gets together, they talk about more about Henry and Christina. And he then says, basically, fuck it. Um, I was told, Christina, that that five-year relationship that you were in, you were dating a married guy the whole time. <laughs> and that's another reason why I wasn't really, uh, you know, into you. <laughs> Damn, Henry. <laughs> Henry got his fucking groove back today. I loved it. I loved it. Christina, of course, starts crying. And she's like, I just want to be done with it. She doesn't deny it. She does not deny it. She just says that she doesn't want to talk about the situation anymore. She doesn't want to, like, I just want to finish rapping, basically. Finish filming. Did not deny it unless I didn't hear her. I didn't hear her deny that the homeboy was married. Mm. so everybody's like it is very quiet clearly people are very uncomfortable (laughs) with the fact that henry just blew her whole shit up i died i thought it was so fucking funny um was there anything else we get a tour of everybody's house all the couples that stayed together anyway we find out that henry (laughs) no that woody and miles karen nope (laughs) (laughs) Woody and Imani and Miles and Karen, thank you, live basically like three doors down from each other and that they hang out like basically every other day. Um, that was pretty much it. And I feel like I'm probably missing something because I didn't write notes on this, but that I think was most of it. All right, you guys, thank you guys for not hounding me about this being a delayed episode. (laughs) And I guess we'll see if there's anything else to be had about this. Um, It kind of seemed like Kevin was alluding to Woody and Monty at one point that like there might be a spinoff. And he was like, you guys are really good on TV. And you know that people are really going to want to watch your journeys and keep up with you guys in the future. And Amani said something along the lines of like, Honestly, like, I think I was kind of made for a show like this because I'm really laid back, excuse me, and go with the flow attitude. And I hope that they're angling for their own spinoff because they deserve. The last thing that came from the special is that they announced that they are going to be doing another season in January. Married at First Sight, Atlanta. I was 
trying to look and see if there were anybody, if there were any people that I knew. I didn't see anybody, but I don't think we saw the whole cast. There was somebody on Love at First Sight. Nope. Is that the show? No. Love Love is Blind that I had gone to school with, but he didn't really make it on the show. He was only on like the first two episodes. So fingers crossed that I actually know somebody. It would really make my life. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. If you're able to give a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, I would really appreciate it. Love you. Catch you later. Bye. And I thought maybe, Kevin, you'd know a movie that fits right on into the bill. Can you please recommend a good movie to make? Can you please recommend a good movie to make? Can you, Kevin, can you please recommend?